0: Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of friends have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben Laver Griffiths and today I'm drinking a
1: lovely cup of tea. And locked in with me today we have Hello, I'm Awkward Silence and I'm nursing a gin. And I'm Jamie, and uh,
2: given tonight's theme, I've gone a little bit fancy. I'm drinking a Heather Mead.
0: Ooh, that sounds very, very posh. Is that uh, locally sourced or. Um...
2: I think so. It was Cardiff Christmas Market. Who knows where they got it from, <laughs> but I assume so.
0: Ooh, that's, that's fab. That's fine. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many-themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit. Which, this week, is the UK's population of corgis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: oh this no. is going to get awkward quickly. <laughs>
0: This week, the paparazzi swirl and swarm around us. There are stacks of newspapers detailing every inch of our lives. We've had enough. We've got a sense of just wanting to escape from it all. All the monarchial pomp res- resplendidness. That'll add it together.
1: That's all the press attention, Ben. It's getting to you. I know. Yeah, You can do it. We believe in you.
0: This week, we are escaping the British royal family. Queen Liz has been told of our intentions and should be here within the hour. If she catches us, we'll be liable to pay £2.4 million back to the tax player. <laughs> And will be forced to work as a man-made carriage for the Duke of York. Oh
1: no. Let's escape. Oh dear, that's quite a precise amount to pay back, isn't it? I can't afford that. Like 2.39, yeah, but 2.4, no, that's astronomical. It's <laughs> just too bloody much.
0: That's what, yeah. uh, so that's that's what Harry and Meghan are going to have to pay back to the taxpayer for. It, it, for I think more... they're
1: opting to, though, as opposed to having to, aren't they?
0: I, I, well, I believe so, yes. Mm.
1: yes. It's just like a bit of middle finger up going, nope, I'm done with you lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> so, before us we have got the queen's gallery prince philip's range rover and the beheading room uh, which do we
2: fancy first Ooh, i think we might be able to fire up the range rover and make a quick getaway sounds good to me that's
1: quite early mind but very well and this is my puzzle just to clarify, we are in a lobby at the moment, aren't we? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, are we? Or are well, we not? I, I kind of we feel quite...
0: that unless we unless we specify, I feel that we're always in a lobby. In fact, sometimes we've even specified things quite exact. You know, you're in a, you know the, the, the doctor's office, and yet we still seem to somehow go back to the lobby of the doctor's office.
1: <laughs> Everyone must have a lobby. There we are then. Right. You leave the lobby, and outside find a dark blue Range Rover with a for sale sign in the window. The price tag is double what you'd expect to pay for something like this. Clearly, this is Prince Philip's old Range Rover. What would you like to do? I
2: would like to look at the for sale sign and see if there's anything else written on it.
1: You peer through the window, and the for sale sign reads a value of one hundred and twenty nine thousand eight hundred and fifty pounds. That a is a very it. precise price and sixty two pence,
2: <laughs> <laughs> four shillings and three groats, sir. <laughs> one hundred and twenty nine thousand eight hundred and fifty pounds. Um, could we? take a look at the license plate, please, Alad?
1: It hasn't got one. Oh. It's been removed. Okay.
2: Ooh. Are we able to enter past the window? So get... you
1: try the door? Would you like to try the door?
2: I would, I would love to try the door.
1: You try the door. It's open. Yes. You open the door and the interior greets you with a smell of old leather mixed with lemon.
2: Ooh. Just to get rid of the old man smell. <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> um, could um, I pop open the glove compartment?
1: You could. So you open the glove compartment, and inside you find reams of speeding tickets and parking tickets, <laughs> all of which have "annulled" stamped on them in red ink. Classic. You also find a stamp with the word "annulled" on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you said uh, when you said you also find a stamp, I was like, oh, he's got a picture of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so he he can uh, effectively null the tickets himself, then? That's great. After everyone, uh, bugger this. <laughs> um, is there ink with the stamp, Alid?
1: There is not. Oh, OK. Mm. However, underneath the tickets, you find a little post-it note. Ooh, can we
2: uh, mm-hmm. please read the post-it note?
1: The post-it note reads, Philip, can you please keep this little arrangement low-key, please? You know that's the answer. Yours, Liz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, um, can we um sort of pull down the um the driver side mirrors uh, at yeah, the where the driver's seats Are where well, you normally put your sunglasses. See if there's any keys hidden inside
1: that. The, what? the sun? The, oh, I mean, the sun visor. The sun visor is. mirror thing. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what yeah, we're talking sure. about. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you do that, and uh, nothing falls out. Well, damn. Is there a key in the ignition? Oh, there is not.
2: Okay. Could I uh, have a little scramble around the back seats and see if I find anything interesting?
1: Are you looking to get in the Land Rover to do this, or are you staying outside? Ooh, let's get in the Land Rover. There we are. You get in the Land Rover. As you do, the doors automatically, gently close behind you. Oh! Before, with a satisfying clunk, lock you in.
2: Oh, great. <laughs>
1: and where was it you wanted to look?
2: Uh, I'll have a little scramble around in the back.
1: Oh, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> You have a little scramble around in the back, and uh, despite some questionable noises, uh, you find nothing.
0: Blast. Got <laughs> to find some questionable noises now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll add them to my collection. Um, is, is it one of those old-timey cars that have the wind-down
1: windows? It is not. Damn. Okay, so I'm stuck it's in a this. Bit of, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a posh one, this. Save me. Well, it's, a bit, it's rather swanky. It's got a sat-nav built into the dash, full cream leather interior, and is immaculately clean.
2: Ooh, can I... Can I... Turn the sat-nav on without using the uh, any keys.
1: You can. So you try the sat-nav and it turns on, and it is pre-programmed to take you to the local little or Sandringham. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Philip, you cheap
0: git. <laughs> hmm. um, well, I wonder... Uh, you know, we haven't said exactly where we are, just that we are somewhere royal. Uh, Alid, would you like to, to suggest whether we are... Uh, would Sandringham have, have a Queen's Gallery? Ooh. Alid, where are I we? Don't know.
1: I don't I... <laughs> You're in a Range Rover. Right, okay, <laughs> wonderful. Well, at least Jamie is. I think yeah. you're still outside, aren't you?
0: Oh, I am, yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I assume this was sort of like a
2: Buckingham Palace kind of deal.
0: Yes. So we probably don't want to go to Sandringham. We don't really have time for that.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> a bit far. I mean, the little's not too bad, but we can't get the car started just yet.
0: Exactly. Oh, well, you see, I was half wondering. Um, I I think my head had gone to when it said pre programmed that uh, it would take us there as well. but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, Alan, can I open a door? Uh,
1: you try to. The door is locked, and on the dash inside, Jamie sees a message which states, "Please insert key."
2: Oh, damn. Where else do people leave <laughs> spare keys? Um, am I able to like cra- climb into the boot?
1: No. Try and draw the
2: mats. Oh yeah, look under all the mats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no
1: mats. Oh, okay.
0: what? Crazy Annie. So we've checked in the glove compartment. Mm-hmm. Checked in the driver's side sun visor. Can you, Jamie double check the passenger side sun visor? Oh yeah.
1: There is nothing in the passenger side sun visor.
0: Oh. Hmm.
2: Do you want to get uh to look under the car, see if there's anything static to the chassis? Yeah,
0: yeah. Can I, can I, um, like lay on my back and have a look under the, uh, under the car?
1: You can. Um, you lay on your back, and unfortunately, it appears as though one of the corgis had a bit of an accident. Yeah. <laughs> So so you're laying in that but uh, aside from that you haven't found anything huh.
2: Right. Where else would the secret compartments of a car be?
0: Well, in my car, I, this is just how I I, I just uh, record because you, you said uh, about keeping your sun um, glasses uh, behind the sun visor. In mm-hmm. my car, I've got a funky little compartment for my sunglasses. Uh, Alan, well. does this have a funky little compartment, especially for glasses?
1: Where is that compartment, Ben?
0: It's um, sort of um, inside, in front of the um, rearview mirror. Ah,
1: there is a compartment. Oh, um, right Impressive. in front of the rear view mirror. Said compartment is empty. <laughs> However, you notice on the rear view mirror, there's one of those little air fresheners you get. Oh. You know a- the ones you get when you get your car cleaned. Yeah. Um, and it's the in the shape of a smiling sun Car-cleaned. with the logo labeled winter sun. And it's a bit low. It's hanging a bit lower down than you would expect.
2: Is there anything attached to the rear, the back of the rear view mirror? If I take the air freshener
1: off. Uh, if you take the air freshener off, you find that it's a bit heavier than you would expect. Oh. And upon closer inspection, you see it's actually two air fresheners stuck together. What? Right, it I want to
2: rip those air fresheners <laughs> apart. I want to tear them asunder.
1: You, uh, you tear the two air fresheners asunder. Your fingers now stink of lemon. Yes. But inside you find <laughs> the key to the ignition.
2: Hey, hey. Right,
1: we're in business. You have found the low key key.
2: Hooray! Fantastic. I love it. I want to pop it into the ignition and turn
1: it. You insert the key into the ignition, (laughs) try the doors, and you're out. Yes! You have solved the puzzle. Tell it all. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! That was a good one. With uh, low key in hand. You run away from the Range Rover and return to the lobby.
0: Fantastic! So I think we now have left the Queen's Gallery and the
2: Beheading Room. I think the Beheading Room should be saved for last, just in case it is our final stop. That's a good idea.
1: (laughs) Mm, Queen's Gallery, it is them,
2: and that's my puzzle. Mm So you enter into a dimly lit side room in the private section of the Queen's Gallery. Uh, This part isn't open to the public. It's usually reserved for other members of the royal family and other VIPs. Uh, The scent of privilege hangs in the air. It smells vaguely of burnt £50 notes, gin and shame. (laughs) On the walls to your left, right and ahead of you, uh, there stands a single painting in a a gold frame and there's also a small wooden table um, in front of you. What would you like to do?
1: I'm just thinking that I've got two out of the three of those scents. I've got shame and I've got gin.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's the burnt 50 pound notes that's that's when you know you've made it <sighs> that's what i'm missing
0: i've only got
1: burnt 20s
0: Just say, and here's me with a stack of fresh clean ones
2: <laughs> <laughs> bloody amateur
1: so there's a gold framed painting on the wall yeah yeah, yeah on the table on in three, front
2: yeah on the three walls either side and ahead, and then table in front ah, okay. so there's three paintings yep
1: okay could we have
0: a look at the painting directly in front of us, please?
2: You certainly can. So cool. So the painting uh, directly in front of you is—it's an impressionist-looking painting, and it's um, the artist's interpretation of a cake. Interesting.
1: And the uh, painting to the right-hand side—the
2: one to your right-hand side—it's um, an abstract-looking uh, painting of a cute little dog. Is it a corgi? It's not a corgi. It's like um, oh. uh, it's like a terrier. Okay. I've just drawn. Oh no! It's, yeah. It's like a spaniel.
1: I'm going to call it a corgi. It's fine.
2: <laughs> mine's uh. mine's slightly more poodle-esque. Very much <laughs> abstract. It's it's a spaniel with a perm. You're okay. <laughs> there we <you> are. There.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the the painting to the left.
2: Uh, the painting on the left is a wonderfully hyper realistic detailed painting of a potato. I have just written hyper potato. Uh-huh. <laughs> potato cake
0: dog. Hmm. Um, I suppose we better have a look at this table.
2: You certainly can. Um, so you approach the table. It's um, it's a four-legged wooden table that's been polished to the nth degree. You can clearly see your reflection in it. Um, on the table, there are three rectangular silver plaques, uh, two pairs of thin white gloves, and then there's a, a little note written on a piece of paper. Would it be a post-it note? Um, it's it's like an official letterhead. Okay.
1: What do the, um, the three silver plaques read?
2: Uh, so the silver plaques are engraved on the front, um, they've got two sort of prongs on the back. Yeah, engraved at the front, and you can sort of feel that it's sort of embossed behind as well. Do you want to read each one in turn? Yeah.
1: Yes please.
2: Uh, so the first one is engraved uh, Charles II, 1630 to 1685. The second one is engraved Edward VII, 1841 to 1910. And the third one is engraved Victoria Regina, 1819 to
0: 1901. So... The interesting thing there for me is that Edward the Seventh and Victoria um, overlap, or unless I'm mistaking that.
2: That is correct. Um, <clears throat> these appear to be their dates of birth and death oh, rather than when they became monarchs.
0: I also um, question, uh, this isn't part of your puzzle, um, <laughs> I, what the what the Regina um, bit meant.
2: Uh, it's Latin for ruler. Oh, there we are then.
1: Uh. <laughs> so when someone's called Reginald... They just... Pompous. Mm.
2: <laughs> Apologies to all the reginals who listen.
0: <laughs> hmm, okay, uh, and I suppose we're to have a look at this note,
2: please. Certainly. Um, so yeah, so it's a little, it's a piece, a little piece of paper. It's got a gilded letterhead with a royal seal on the top, and the writing is written in an elegant cursive, and it says, "A place for everything, and everything in its place." Elizabeth R. P.S. Put the bloody gloves on, you shits. <laughs> Queen takes these sort of matters very seriously, apparently. Indeed, indeed. Um,
0: so I'm guessing well oh um could we plop the gloves on just to just to you know, be careful um, sure, yeah and double check have a look at the charles II plaque is there anything on the back of it like and, and if there is what is it
2: there is actually so as you handle each of the plaques you feel that the front is engraved but the back is sort of embossed as you mm-hmm. turn it over um there's something written on the back uh, was it charles ooh. charles the seventh you said yeah uh
0: charles II. second second yes
2: Oh, Charles II. Sorry, yeah. Um, as you turn over the the plaque um, on the back of Charles II, it reads "Até que a morte nos separare," which, of course, you know from your Portuguese classes at school, uh, means "Until death to us part."
0: Okay, I was, I'm quite glad you um, you translated because I was thinking to myself, I'm gonna have a hell of a time writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> My Portuguese
1: is rather rusty. <laughs>
0: um, could we have a look at the back of Edward VII's one, please?
2: Certainly. Um, <clears throat> at the back of Edward VII's plaque, you see the words Intil doden which, of course, you would remember from your Danish lessons at school to mean until death do us part. Interesting. And um,
0: Victoria's plaque?
2: On the back of Victoria's plaque, you see the words Bis der Tod und Oh, I know this one. It's wear the damn gloves. Almost. Uh, you would, of course, remember this from your German classes to mean until death do us part.
0: <laughs> OK. <laughs> right. Um... Halid, over to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they already seem to
1: be in date of birth order.
2: Something I may have forgotten to mention when you first looked at the paintings was that the at the bottom of this sort of gilded frame, um, there's a little uh, rectangular. Indentation—that's a bit bare with two holes in it.
1: Oh, that's okay. I was going to hammer them in there either way, so that's not so a <laughs> problem. So <It's> we <all> fine.
2: <laughs> well, I, I suppose. Um, talking of the pictures in the frames, could
0: we have another little look at them? Is there, aside from uh, a, a place for a plaque, is there anything else to note about the frames? And can we remove or or move the frames at all?
2: You try to to move the frames; they are stuck pretty fast. You do think feel like there's it something potentially behind the frames, but you can't physically move them. they they're pretty solid. Okay,
0: um, and there's nothing about the f- out about the front of the frames. There's no sort of uh, clues uh, where the plaques would go to suggest which ones might go where.
2: They all seem to be pretty uniform. You know, you, it, it looks as if the the, the the indentations are the same size as the plaque, but it doesn't tell you really on the frames or anything what plaque goes where.
0: So I am struggling to think um, of how we match a hyperrealistic painting of a potato, um, an impressionist cake. And an abstract dog um, to these plaques. <laughs>
1: um, well, I'm trying to think which one of the three were the fattest, because that would be cake. Well, oh, OK.
0: Uh, so I'm thinking if there's a dog and uh, it was alluded that it could be a spaniel, can you not get uh, something Charles Spaniels?
1: Yes. You can also, Yes.
0: So I'm thinking that the, the Charles one might go in the abstract picture of a dog. I'll go
1: with that. Let's do that.
0: Um, using our gloved hands, could we place the plaque of Charles II with the dog, please? Sure. Um,
2: you place the plaque of Charles II into the frame with the spaniel and it clicks into place nicely.
1: Awesome. So, now we've got <gasps> Ed. Yes. And Victoria sponge. Victoria sponge is a there cake.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, I pass the gloves to Aled and let him do the honours.
1: Could I very kindly put the uh, the Victoria Plaque on the cake painting, please.
2: You can indeed. Uh, you put the Victoria plaque on the cake painting, and it clicks into place nicely.
1: And there's a King Edward potato. Of course, there is. Is it? Can it, we? It, uh, is, it? Is King Edward, isn't it?
2: It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't
0: remember if it was king or prince. Uh, yes. Yeah, King Edward. Place that into the uh, place the uh, Edward the Seventh into the potato frame, please.
2: Certainly. So you place the Edward VII plaque into the potato frame, and it clicks into place nicely. Simultaneously, all three paintings slide up on runners to reveal three identical black safes with a digital four-digit combination.
1: Four-digit. Oh, easy. That's fine. Okay. I say easy. <laughs> on the far right... Take it away, Alex. <laughs> can we put the digits
2: 1685 in? You put in the, the type in the code 1685, and the light turns green, and the safe door
1: opens. Perfect. And on the painting directly in front of us, can we put the numbers 1901 in?
2: In front of you, you type in 1901, the light turns green, the safe door opens.
1: And on the safe to the left, can we please put the... Digits 1910 in, please.
2: Certainly. Yeah, you type in the code 1910, the light turns green, and the safe door opens.
1: What's inside the safes?
2: Uh, Which one would you like to look in first? All of them! (laughs) Um, (laughs) The one on the left. Let's go left to right. So this is Edward's safe. Um, So inside Edward's safe, you see a little wooden plinth into which is slotted a small painting of a tired-looking lady in a blue dress. Written on the frame of the painting is the name... Catalina de Brangazza. you can take the painting out if you
1: want. It can stay there for now, I think.
2: <laughs> so, um, sorry, I, um, I I
0: drifted off there a second. <laughs> 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 um, the sorry, that was uh, the prince, the King Edward's frame was King it? King Edward's, yes,
2: inside the safe. Lady in blue dress. Yep. Hmm. Um,
0: um, in the in the middle one, the, the cake painting.
2: So inside um, Victoria's safe, you see a wooden plinth into which is slotted a small photograph of a lady wearing a jeweled neck brace. Written on the frame of the photograph is the name Alexandra, Caroline, Marie, Charlotte, Louise, Julia.
1: And the safe to the right...
2: And inside Charles II's safe, you see a wooden plinth into which is slotted a small painting of what appears to be a balding man with a moustache. You can't really make out much else because somebody's defaced it with a crudely drawn pierced penis. Written on the frame of the photograph is the name Francis Albert Augustus Charles Emmanuel.
1: Uh, Prince Albert. (laughs) Oh.
2: (laughs) So, I'm wondering whether
0: we have to take these paintings out and maybe put them into the correct uh partner them up correctly. So for instance the Prince Albert one would uh get removed from the right hand painting put into the middle one where uh we've we've put Queen Victoria. Why? Uh because um Prince Albert was Queen Victoria's husband. Oh. But the other two I'm not entirely sure about.
1: He <laughs> sounds like a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you want do you want to take out the the painting? Uh, yes, please. Cool. Uh, so you remove the painting of Prince Albert. Um and as you as you take it out, there's a little um, tag written on the back of the, the painting ah. um, that just says the word Bavaria. OK. Um, and you said you wanted to put it into the Queen Victoria.
0: Yeah. So take the take the uh, jeweled necklace lady out of or neck brace, wasn't it? Jeweled necklace neck, lady, neck out, brace of, lady yeah. out of there and and uh, put um, Prince Albert into that safe, please.
2: Cool. Um, So you take out the photograph of Alexandra. Um, As you do, you see a little paper tag at the back of the painting that says the word Copenhagen. And then you put Prince Albert into the plinth for Queen Victoria.
1: Oh, okay. Can we put the photograph that has Copenhagen on the back in the right hand frame, please? You... Wait, hang on. No. Wait, where's (laughs) Copenhagen? Germany. Germany? copenhagen oh, um is in denmark denmark it's in denmark which you would remember from your geography classes at school oh yes that's it so it's in the it needs to Left-hand go in one. the edward plaque yes
0: oh i've just yes okay uh, yes
1: cool um
2: so you want to put um, alexandra's painting into edward's safe
0: yes please yes please
2: cool so you do that so you remove the picture of catalina and as you do you see there's a little paper tag at the back that says lisbon and you replace it with the picture of Alexandria.
0: So, the one that we've just taken out, could we please Mm -hmm. put into the right-hand safe? Um, I can't remember who was in there now.
2: That is Charles II. That's the one, yes. Uh, Yes, you put the painting of Catalina into the safe for Charles II. Once all three paintings are in their respective plinths, the safe doors slam shut and the paintings slide down. You see three green lights appear above the three paintings, and down from the ceiling drops a key.
1: Congratulations,
2: you have found the Queen's Gala key. And you have solved my puzzle. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well done
0: Fantastic (laughs) I figured that that Prince Albert would be with with Queen Victoria And I'm guessing that the other two were were respective wives as well They were, yeah And of course the thing that I actually really didn't pick up on until it was all over Was that the uh, tag on the back um, corresponded with the language that uh, the, the um, Until Death to Us Part was. Oh, and of course, because that's the marriage vows. Yes. Very nicely put together.
2: Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, initially I had Charles II and Oliver Cromwell as being um, like sort of Batman Joker kind of partners, but I thought that I might have muddled things a bit too much. <laughs> like, hang on a second. Yes. <laughs> Were they. Were they together? (laughs) Um, So you put the gloves back on the table and make your way out of the Queen's Gallery and back into the lobby.
0: Excellent. Um, And so all that's left for us is the beheading room. And that is my puzzle. Okay, walking into the beheading room, you see a room that is relatively barren. There's a, a book on a pedestal, there are two wooden chairs next to a hole in the wall, quite a small hole in the wall, and there is a lever next to one of the chairs, and there appears to be some kind of um, machinery with a, with a plug coming out of it. What would you like to look at first?
2: Uh, can we take a look at the book on the pedestal, please?
0: Of course. Uh, on closer inspection, you see that actually there are two books. Uh, the first one on top is a, a very small, uh, more of a pamphlet more than anything. Um, you can see that it's the manual for the patented Royal Air Compression Cutting Device, the Wind Saw. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: To be like an absolute child. Can I just pull the lever? Uh, you can do. It. it does nothing. Can I put my hand in the hole in the wall and then put, have him pull the lever? Uh, you can. It, it does. <laughs> it does nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing getting guys. <laughs> is there is there a plug socket to plug the machine in? Uh, there is. Yes. Can I plug it in then pull the lever? You can do. Nothing
0: happens. Uh, although you do, you do uh, the so the the machine starts whirring. Um, and you hear sort of air being moved. Uh, this appears to be some sort of air compressor. Um, and when you pull the lever, you uh, hear a little puff of air come out of the hole.
1: Uh, the hole. So what you're saying is the machine's farting.
0: Um, that's, yes, that seems to be the case. Uh, a flatulent it... machine, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it appears that uh, this device is worked by uh, the victim sitting in the, in the chairs and air comes across and cuts their, cuts their necks off. Or cuts them at the neck uh, using using compressed air.
1: Quite literally, death by fart.
0: Yes, yes. However, the compressor appears to be sort of on a low setting, and uh, it's got a toggle switch to put up to high. But it requires a two digit number to t- click it up to high. Okay.
1: Ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Crank no, it up. That,
0: that doesn't <laughs> seem to have unlocked it.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. Is there anything in the in the book, like the instructions, to say about what numbers we need?
0: Uh, so the the pamphlet is basically tells you now or re- already what you know. But uh, the larger book underneath it has a uh, it's a book of records of those that have left the the royal family either by means of this this uh windsor or or other. Uh, would you ha- like to have a look inside the book?
2: Yes, please.
0: So, flicking through the pages, you see uh, very faded, very faint handwriting. Very, very fine. And actually, you can't really make out an awful lot of it. But you come to somewhere near the middle of the book, and uh, there is a name that is quite clear. The name is Henry Charles Albert David. And it's got the numbers 1984
1: to 2020. Oh, dear. Um, Oh, and could I try the numbers 35 in it? Uh, You can try the numbers 35, and that doesn't work. Okay, that's fine. Hmm. How did you get 35? Prince
0: Harry's age at time of recording. Ah. (laughs) What about 36? Uh, You try 36 and uh, it clicks into high. The uh, compressor revs up and you can hear sort of air building up behind the wind saw. Well, that was
1: unexpected.
2: (laughs) Uh, Which of us is going to sit in this chair?
1: (laughs) There are two chairs.
2: Oh, should we both sit in the chair?
1: I think we should force Ben to sit in the chair.
0: Uh, (laughs) I am a um, an unbodily voice that is beaming my, my voice to you over the
1: airwaves. And waves. you're covered in corgi poop. Yes. Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> mm.
2: Should have kept the gloves on.
1: Right. I'll t- are the- How are the seats arranged? Uh, the seats are next to each other.
0: Uh, one of you will have the uh, the hole nearest their neck, and the other one will have the lever closest to them. Lever. The- Taking the lever. I guess I'll take the hole. Okay, so you both, uh, <laughs> you both, uh, you both sit down, um, gripping the armrests quite quite tightly, uh, anticipating what will happen. Uh, what would you like Perfect.
1: to do? Perfect. So what I'm going to do is, Jamie, on the counter three, yep. I'm going to pull the lever, and at the same time we duck. Perfect. What could go wrong? I love it. <laughs> on three. One, yeah, two,
2: three.
0: three. You throw the lever, you duck, and uh, actually you didn't need to because the chairs give way and you fall into a room beneath this room. You hear, obviously, the air escaping above you and uh, you can hear some some sort of recordings of some screams, uh, perhaps so that anyone listening outside thinks that you are actually dead. The room that you're now in is rather dark and you have fallen onto something quite squishy and sticky. Oh dear, it's more corgis. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> Why are they sticky though? Oh, Would dear. you like
2: to examine it?
1: No. <laughs> no. Where's the exit?
2: I will I, I will examine it, but all the while I'm going, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> you,
0: um, you, you lift a handful of the sticky, uh, sort of slightly gritty stuff and uh, realize uh, it is cake. You seem to be on a mountain of Battenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: goodness. <laughs> I uh, I take a little little nibble of this Battenberg. It is good. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> good um, as you nibble
0: on the Battenberg, you see uh, faintly uh, over to one side a door with
2: "exit" written on it.
1: Oh, okay. We got to sort of just clamber over the cake to get to it.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I fill my pockets with Battenberg before we go?
1: <laughs> you, of course, you
2: may. Cool. I'm now laden with that. That's high
1: treason, isn't it? Sorry, <laughs> that's high treason. <laughs> They've got to, catch. Of They've got to catch
2: me first. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs>
0: um, so you get over to the door, uh, and it appears to be locked with three whimsical padlocks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, we're in a loop. Could I get a get a good dig into the Battenberg and see if I can find anything? That will help us.
0: Of course, you can. So you uh, you dig into the marzipan covered cake, and and there is a lot of it. There is a mountain of it. And uh, at the very bottom of it, you do find a a rather hard small object. You have found the cake key, and you have solved my puzzle.
1: <laughs> oh, do you know what? I had the most horrendous <laughs> feeling of déjà vu, and now I know why. <laughs> You make
0: your way over To the door marked exit And you insert The low key The Queen's Gala key And the K key Into the three Whimsical padlocks And you escape Yeah, We're in Canada That's cool And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, and iTunes, and also our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Just search for The Infinite Escape Room. We'd love to have feedback and to hear where The Infinite Escape Room should take us next. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could give us a rating and a bit of a review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time for another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.